Emergency press conference. Your persona. Man in humanity to man. Hocus Pocus was a phenomenal film. Phenomenal movie. We are neither man nor lizard at this point. I think we both came to a mutual understanding. I don't. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Buckle Up. Buckle up, baby. Episode, <laughs> Episode 17. 17. Emergency press conference. Emergency. This is an emergency episode. We're recording earlier than usual. Yeah. We're st- and we'll gonna... have episode 16 we're rolling out, but so much has been happening and yeah. it's been consuming me and it connects to our conversation, but the events were so close together that we didn't get to cover one because it yeah. hadn't happened yet. Bas- what are those events, Michael? Basically, if you're watching the videos going up now from last episode 16, we're talking pretty casually about the use like Joe Rogan's accusations of misinformation, kind of talking about it where like, well, you know, it's not that bad. Like, you know, some people don't think it's even that bad at all. I do it sometimes. But but what happened <laughs> since then is he was he was um, this video surface, which we can talk about how that surfaced right. um, of him saying the N word, this compilation, right. which is a very different accusation than mm-hmm. the misinformation one. So we want to talk about that one specifically. Sure. Basically, I move both, this table closer to you. Both of us uh, on our phones are off all, all of Saturday. So I, I, I turned mine on Saturday night and I was already getting like second wave opinion where I saw Tim Dillon's tweet of like, this is a hit job. I'm like, right. what's a hit job? So, so I, I, uh, I Google like Rogan Spotify and all I can see are like reactions, reactions to the reactions to the reactions already. I'm like, what happened? Um, and so then what, and what did happen? We, we barely have to explain it because the world knows, but a video surfaced of Joe Rogan casually using the N word and it became, you know, I mean the time we could talk about, I have opinions about it, yeah. but that surfaced and he had to come out and make an apology, which was the type of apology we no one would ever expect him to make, certainly not me, that had the sort of wokeisms of a teachable moment kind of stuff. Some of that cringe stuff yeah. that bothers me. Not that apologies are always not necessary, but in this case, the more I thought about it and listened to different analyses of it that sort of affirmed what my instincts were when I watched the video, yeah. I found his apology to be understandable but misguided in the things he said in it. Okay. And... I saw a very funny tweet, which I didn't quite understand because it was all coming in so fast. I think it's Louis Gomez who's been on the show. Luis said, Gomez? Luis Gomez. The, he was on like How to he Make said, It in America. It said, I stand by Joe Rogan's compilation video. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. But he was making a joke. Everybody was making these jokes. That's really funny. And I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I didn't get it because I didn't know who the comic was. Yeah. I was like, is he standing by the people who put it out? And then I realized, and then I see who liked it and stuff. And oh. I'm like, oh my God, this is a badass. He's joke. not the guy on How to Make It America. He's someone else. You know, he's someone else. He's, someone he's, else. A, he's, a, yeah. he's an ally of Joe Rogan, yeah, a friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. a fellow comedian, yeah. who went as far as to say that that's to make really, the point. That's a funny joke. Now, <laughs> let's just, you said you had you had one thing you wanted to discuss before we discussed this, or uh, well, should we yeah, dive well, right it, in? Well, it, it might bleed in a little bit. Okay. Um, I just just before that about the apology, mm-hmm. I I actually thought as far as all those apologies go, I, I I was surprised that there were there was some sort of like cookie cutter phrases phrases in there. It seemed mm-hmm. like he was coached a little bit, mm-hmm. but I I thought I thought it was really nice and refreshing to hear someone say like, "Listen, I don't need to get into right, wrong, good, bad. It looks awful. Mm-hmm. The joke I made was awful." Even though I made it a couple of years ago, like I don't stand by it, and I agree. Like I hear you. Like right. Like, like no, no matter what, if I have to get up and say this, then I did, I did something wrong. I mean, I, I, I like, I, but, 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 but I like that he said it. I, I like that he said, like we, we, we all see, we all saw the video. No one is like. What's the problem here? Like we all get that something wrong was done, and mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge that. Sure. I, mean, I, I guess my word, initial reaction was similar. Yeah. It's like. He's acknowledging how bad this looks, but then he goes one step further to say it was, as to ascribe guilt yeah. and shame. And wh- where he made his big yeah. mistake was in context or out of context, it's wrong. Not so, that it looks bad, and that can't be so, true. So, so I think what he should have done and what I expected him as a fan for Joe Rogan to have done is to go— Wait, it, it, you're it, a fan of Joe Rogan? <laughs> Quick— Quick, we have to we have to throw this wait, wait, in. Wait, 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 okay. Let me say this first. Fine, let me say this because we're getting off track. I what I expected him to do is I I wish he would have done instead of saying I was wrong. I wish he would have went. You know, I spoke to my friend Dave Chappelle and he explained it to me this way. Blah 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 blah. And that's why I think I'm wrong right now. 
I, I think that would have gone a long way with me to be like, first of all, to, if it's a teachable moment, teach me what, why you think it's wrong. Don't just say it's wrong. Explain why it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then maybe even do like a 20-minute episode with a good friend of his that, you know, where he has a discussion and... and a good no, friend of his who happens to be... No, he doesn't have to be black. Oh. He doesn't have to be black, but, but, but in the classic Joe Rogan way, like, mm-hmm. talk about it, explain how you got there. Because then I think a lot of the conversation around your apology wouldn't be around, well, is it right or wrong to say the N word? What is it? Mm-hmm. It would be more about like um, learning together. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then back to last week. <laughs> what do you want to say? That oh, you're taking heat. Heat. It's so <laughs> funny. You're taking these like Joe Rogan super fans. I'm one of them. And yeah. so are you. Yeah. And yet people are, <laughs> uh, look, I'm posting, we're posting yeah. reels and short clips, which by definition, are out of context of the full episode. I encourage all of you out there who are commenting on the Buckle Up videos, we appreciate the engagement. It's good for the algorithm. No, we appreciate everybody engaging. But watch the entire conversation because what Michael is channeling is an argument that's worth hearing so that you can make your thoughts about a matter stronger and more refined. I so, was explaining what a friend of mine had said. I was sort of using his And I his thought voice. I made that clear in the very yeah. beginning of one of the clips. I wrote, so he said, and I thought, oh, that's a good point. Obviously, you weren't. But anyway, well, I also well, made me look really well, good for yeah, the no, Yeah, no, you looked great. Um, <laughs> it, it was interesting to see how <laughs> but much. But I couldn't help it. These were both genuine yeah. positions we were willing to express. Mine happens to be the one I hold. Yeah. You're, you were one that you were considering because you're more open-minded than me. Fair enough. So, so this bleeds perfectly into what I want to talk about. Yeah. How much love there is out there for Joe Rogan. You, mm-hmm. you put out a clip of you defending Joe Rogan against some asshole like me who was talking shit about him. And, and people came out probably more engaged. Pothead, hippie, fool, the bearded fool. And, yeah, sh- oh, that no, should be the, a new handle for you, the bearded fool. The goof. Someone <laughs> said, that guy's a goof. <laughs> I was like, ouch. This is the kind of trolling we need in this country. Yes. Um, um, but, um, but right. So you came out, um, defending Rogan. A lot of people have so much love for him that mm-hmm. they, they're like, I need to comment. Right. Like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. That guy sucks. That guy's a goof. So that bleeds into the whole, this whole controversy between all the mainstream media corporations and whoever's behind trying to get Joe Rogan sort of like taken down. It seems like there's a group. It is obvious that this is a political right, right, hit right, job right. and not some sort of virtuous right. campaign right. to stop using the N-word right. casually. So, so there, there's a hit job against Joe Rogan. There's mm-hmm. also a hit job against Substack generally. And mm-hmm. the reason obviously is... What's the link to Substack? Oh, well, so there's a whole Substack controversy of their hosting anti-vax writers. Mm. And I think they've made something like a little over $2 million in subscription fees and their fee for the subscriptions yeah. on these anti-vax writers. And people are like, Substack should be shut down. They shouldn't be hosting these anti-vax writers. They should be censoring them, et cetera. It's, it's, it's kind so of... So the cancel culture of what we're talking about is also coming for Substack. Right. Well, they're coming for platforms now. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're hosting somebody who's yeah. against my policy, they should be censored. Yeah. And so while I was watching the reaction to all this, the reaction to Joe Rogan, the reaction to Substack, what I was realizing is... Who's coming out in defense of Joe Rogan and Substack? The Substack writers, the people who are making money on it, the people who make money through Joe Rogan, not not make money, the, the people, you know, you're going to like what I'm saying, mm. the, the people who who were hosted by Joe Rogan and whose careers have been helped by Joe mm. Rogan, people with huge fan bases who desperately and like will desperately defend them to the bitter end. Mm-hmm. So basically what you have are these sort of like nameless political entities trying to take down these beloved figures and these beloved platforms. And what you're getting back from that are, are, are people with really big fan bases then fighting against those political entities, it's right? It's galvanizing the support It's galvanizing them. them. And who do you think is going to win in the end? Is it going to be these nameless corporations who no one really loves? Or is it going to be... And Twitter accounts amplifying... Yeah, or is it going to be these personalities with huge loyal fan bases? So in the end, I'm actually pretty optimistic. It's going to be Joe Rogan. It's going to be Crystal Tagar. It's going to be Substack and Spotify that win because they're the ones who actually have fans who really love them. So here's my question to you. Do you think this is really about love for Joe Rogan or in a cheesy way, what people are defending when they're trying to defend Joe Rogan, it's masked. Not wouldn't say masked. That's the wrong word. It comes in the form of defense of Joe Rogan, but I think it's a defense of truth. Not, not that Joe Rogan is infallible, but the idea or the pursuit of what he's attempting to do. And if you, you know, it's bigger than him in the sense that when you watch this video a couple of times, Hearing that word over and over again is na- is ugly and disgusting. You don't like hearing that word. But 
Sam Harris, I listened to his take on this whole thing, and it was, and he's been critical of Joe Rogan when it came to COVID misinformation and when it came to the types of guests he had on. But he is a friend of Joe Rogan's. He said he's a friend, but I don't think he said it in the sense of this clouds my judgment or my bias. He gave an analysis of basically, if you can't understand the difference between the utterance of a word in its proper context by somebody talking about the word versus somebody using it as a pejorative racial slur, if you can't understand the difference, if this word has magical qualities to to you like Voldemort in Harry Potter, it mustn't be it mustn't be said, he who shall not be named. Once this word is uttered, automatic racism. Yeah. If you can't tell the difference, you're not morally prepared to deal with the real problems that we face today. Social problems, political problems, problems in the in the African community that they're actually facing. I would imagine if we can't actually tell the difference, this magical quality we bestow upon this word, and I heard this from two black intellectuals as well, Glenn Laurie, and I'm blanking on the other name, but they were like, this is ridiculous. There's a fundamental difference between somebody talking about a word and referring to it, whether you're reading Huckleberry Finn or you're just quoting uh, a comedian who uses the word, then using it at somebody with the intention to hurt them and use it as a pejorative. We're big enough. Let the adults in the room prevail. Let the rational minds prevail. We know the difference. And 90-something percent, the majority of that video that was cut up is Joe Rogan casually using the word yeah. but referring to it in talking about it. And we all know it. You can see it. And if you look at Joe Rogan's diverse array of friends and relationships and connections over the years, it is so obvious it's anti-truth to call him a racist. It just is. Yeah. It's such a smear tactic that has no base in actual reality. And I think people really do understand it, not just the fans, but... There is this idea, and we were talking to a close friend about it, a mutual close friend about it, or really I was, and you were witnessing the conversation. I won't say who. In a thread. Oh, um, yeah. That any utterance of this word, any utterance of this word, is just wrong. Yeah. Qua wrong, in and of itself. I don't, I don't see how that can be the case. So, you're, so I'm saying you're telling me that when a Klan member uses it to insult somebody in the 1950s, a person of color, or today, that has the same moral weight and the same and worth the same moral condemnation as somebody referring to the word in an educational context or an artistic context when Quentin Tarantino uses it in Django. And she goes, that's different. This, this friend of ours says, it's different. It was a movie about slavery. I'm like, well, so you're saying that it is subjective. There is context. You know, and every and also I'm not defending the casual use of the word per se, even though we can all understand that. I'm also defending the idea that like sometimes in the podcast realm, people say fucked up shit and they're like, oh, wait, no. But the person who's saying it, the subject who's saying it matters. So Joe Rogan's actions and his intentions matter when it comes to the use of spoken words. So I so to your first point, I don't think this is about something bigger. I think especially just based on the comments we got in our videos, I think Joe Rogan. I, I, I think it's 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 about people's love for these renegade independent figures. Um, but go and, deeper than and, that. And Why is their love fanhood? for them? That's what I'm saying. Whether they're conscious of it or not, yeah, they're right, not going right, out right. saying, I'm defending Joe because I love true, Joe unconditionally. But, but, they love what Joe has done. True, true. Yeah, fine. So it, in, that's my in, point. Yeah, you know, in, in that sense, it's, it's sort of a pursuit of whatever they think the truth is. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, so, so yeah. And they're defending right, his right. intentions. But, but I, don't think, I don't think any of this defense has to do with the N-word or not. I don't think that's really what the mm -hmm. debate's about. To your second point, I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying, but honestly, I come down on the other side of it where it's like I, I don't think if you're not black – I don't think if you're, if you're not black in America, I don't think you can fully understand what hearing that word means casually or otherwise. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm just like I understand the argument of like we can't police language. I think for one word – in one country to one my, race my, of people my, my attitude is Doesn't yeah to, my, my attitude is like whatever like if, if if that's what your community wants and that's how they feel about it given the history and given the context and everything like i'm i'm okay being like sure i'm and, not and, insisting and joe, and joe rogan agrees with me yeah i know but i don't actually agree with him in the sense that it is not morally equivalent you can acknowledge that there's a context that it's not the same thing i i i don't i don't think if, if you don't have the lived experience i i know i know this this sounds sort of like wishy-washy i don't think if you have if you don't have the lived experience of being black in america i don't think you can understand what it feels like contextually or out of context to hear that word I, I i hear what you're saying philosophically but i would never i'm trying to understand your point i obviously can't understand to, what it's like to hear that word as a black person given i'm not a black person yes and so, so but if we use the word kike because we can say that right we we're allowed to kike's not the same i'm not saying it's it has the, the same, same moral weight yeah. or the historical context yeah. but we can tell the difference for when somebody refers to yeah you know back in the 1930s they used to in, in they used to call jews kikes all the time when jews were immigrating 
when I, in that phrase, in the way that I just said that, whether a Jew said that or a non-Jew, I can evaluate that that's a, that's, he's not using a racial slur or he's not, he's not doing something wrong. I, I and I think the N-word has taken on this magical quality that I think is not progressive. It, it, it is, is not it good. It is magical. It's a magical word. Yeah, I don't think that's a good thing. But, because, but it's not up to you, it's not up to, you to, to think it's a good thing or not. It's not really your, your judgment call. Yeah, I think that's really weird. I think that's that's very bizarre. It is weird. It is weird and it is bizarre. And it's bizarre and I, I, I think it it's is. anti-liberal and anti-progressive. I, I think it is also, but I'm also like, and it's not in the. I, I personally don't think that's in the best interest of people of color to to I, say that a certain say. word that only white... First of all, we're white, but we're Jewish. Like, what does that mean? Like, do we identify with the... With, 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 with the, you know... Segregation South in the United States because we match in melanin. It's a little ridiculous. It, it also. It, I it, feel like as adults, we can so easily tell the difference between when when somebody's quoting a comedy bit. It, it, it is, but versus but, but, versus but, using but you, it as a pejorative. You, you said like you're a data guy and like you're very data driven. I think the amount of times you hear words said yes. contextually or out of context. Well, when you put it, it in a compilation, it, it, to, it, it, to, to destroy. I don't know. So even so, so the compilation itself, I think, is so damaging. What Indiari accomplished was now. Everyone around the country has heard that word spoken yeah. millions and millions and millions of times. Like, what what does that do for the word? What does that do for the community? Like, I I, I think you're saying white anyone who's not black shouldn't say that word in or out of context. I don't think that word should be broadcast in and out of context. Like, it can't be uttered. Don't you think that's it shouldn't a little, be broadcast? In don't and you out think of saying that's the solution? That it's the word itself that causes the damage and not the intention behind it. That's a little bit immature. Respectfully, it's it's an immature way of looking at language. The intention behind but, one's but words and is what gives we it weight. We what have gives emotional. It we have emotional responses to language. We don't have these 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 objective but rational. Responses understood, but to it might take a certain amount of emotional maturity to decipher. Okay, well, in that context, I can totally get. And at one no, time, I, I at one time, that. at one time, like you know, this is like syllabic phrases put together. You know, there was a scandal 20 years ago. Sam Harris talks about it where somebody used a word that sounded similar to that word, but it, but, uh, but it didn't, wasn't that word. And the, at the time, the, uh, the, the NWCP acknowledged, like, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, just because it, yeah. you know, I don't even have to go into it, but because... Yeah, don't don't say. You don't want to get into this term, but you see how silly that is. Yeah, no, I find that silly. I, I see, and I think that 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 speaks to a certain societal maturity that we can all come to understand. There's a difference when somebody uses a word and puts 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 the sounds together to form a, with the intention of racial yeah. slur and pejorative and to hurt a specific group and target a group versus talking about it as adults. I, I get it, I get it, and philosophically, I come down there too. But then yes. a step further, I go. If the, if this is what the community is telling us, then let's just listen. Why not just? listen? I don't buy that the community is telling that to us. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I don't buy that. I don't, I don't I, know. I, I, don't buy, know what, I the think a lot of it is thinks. woke white activists telling us not to use it. There's a lot of African Americans on Twitter and black people saying, "Don't white people should not." When I say there's a lot, there's one guy I saw, so I liked it. That, that's, no, that's good. So to, I'm, I'm checking my bias. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. I saw somebody else, a UFC fighter, who yeah. said, I don't need white people telling me what I should be offended by. I think a lot of this, this is my gut. You trust your gut and I trust mine. Yeah. A lot of this is woke, upper middle class, white liberal activists, super woke, yeah. saying this word must be banned from the yeah. language. This idea of banning language, banning books, banning ideas. You have to be able to talk about things openly. The intention and the moral position and the actions of the speaker matter. If I call you a douchebag casually, you know I'm just being your buddy. If a stranger came up to me and said you're a douchebag, it would feel different. Same word. But there's, I think there's power. I think there's objective power to words. I mean, I can't prove it. There's objective power to I, words. Yeah, I think words. Ob, obje, no matter what the no matter what the intention, if you hear a certain word over and over and over and over again, it has it has an effect on our brains and our bodies. I think a it nice does. psychological case sure could be made for that. I understand. You hear a word, it can trigger a reaction, but. Take it a step further and say if words are our best mechanism to express ideas, feelings, emotions, humor, jokes, communication, they are clumsy and they don't always accurately reflect what we mean or whatever. So to espouse magical quality to one word for one race of people sounds so, so strange to me. And it we doesn't agree. it doesn't we and agree. It, it is strange. And and to say and to say that the context, the subject speaking about it doesn't matter. I think detracts from when the word is actually used in the wrong way, in the immoral way. I'm not condoning in the least the use of it in that sense, but the ability of putting the syllables together to mean something else or to refer to it. Like people were, 
People were throwing up Joe Biden clips. Look who said it here. Yeah, he's quoting a transcript. So I don't fault Joe Biden for that either. Yeah, the standard applies both ways. He's reading a racist rant by somebody. Are we not mature enough as a society to tell the difference? Which is I would the hope same we are. Which is what Joe Rogan was doing. Yes, I'm, I'm defending both said. cases. Yeah, yeah. They are not using it yeah. in the way they they obviously put it together to yeah. cut out all the context. So, 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 so where I disagree with so, Joe's apology yeah. is in context and out of context is wrong. He's agreeing sort of with, with the case you're making that it's just the utterance of the word is wrong enough. And I can understand that point, but I, I don't think that's a healthy way to look at this. And I don't think it's as representative as you might yeah. assume so, to the African-American so, community. So I would also country. say if – if I mean I'm saying you're right. It's a very sort of general broad statement. The community says we don't like it when mm-hmm. when we when anyone outside the community says – if I heard the opposite and they're like, yo, it's fine. We don't mind if it's in mm-hmm. context. Then I, w- I would go like, OK, fine. Like I'm just I'm just trying to listen to what to what they're saying the same way I – same way I appreciate ABC listening to us about Go- Jews, about Whoopi Goldberg. And being like, that may so, not mean so much to you, but I'm telling you that Holocaust statement was problematic. Right. I, I get it. So there's a part of you that's like basically saying intellectually and philosophically and rationally what I'm saying is sound and you agree with it. Yes. And the human side of you saying, but if I can accommodate just not using the word because it makes you feel a certain way, I can accommodate that. Just like calling a yeah. trans woman a woman, even though I know she's not really a woman yeah. kind of school of thought. Yeah. I get that. But I get that as a – and I don't use the word casually. It's not something I use – but in the in the in the case of Joe Rogan, either referring to things or saying even off color things that are and, and inappropriate things in a comedic context to try to make a joke, when it does happen, we can we should be able to evaluate it as adults and see what we're seeing. That's yeah. my point. Yeah. When it does happen, yeah. maybe we can say, can we try not to like use this word so casually? A lot of crit- critics of hip hop in in the black community have been saying it shouldn't be used as casually. Maybe for the same reason. People who are critical of hip hop, I don't agree with that, but they're critical of it because it yeah. makes the it, it it makes a mockery of the word or it trivializes the word. They're saying it just shouldn't be out there. Yeah. They, they make the sort of the same point, but they're also making it saying cuts both ways from either race of people, whites and blacks. It should not be out there. So they say that. I'm saying their their reasoning is sort of that. Yeah. And I think when you hear it in hip hop, it's obviously we can understand the difference. And there's the case to be made. The way Joe Rogan was kind of talking about the word is an interesting word. Sometimes it's a term of endearment, and sometimes it's the most toxic word you can say. Yeah. Right? Um, but my point is that – I lost it. I got lost in it. No, my point is that uh, when it does occur, yeah. can we not just take a minute and say, yeah, but it's yeah. Joe Rogan talking right. so, here. So- He's got – He's elevated so many black voices on the show. He has close relationships with black. There's just no way he's so, racist so, in reality. So it's, it's an anti-truth to say he's racist. So, Not just untrue. Anti, anti-truth. You summon the Jordan Peterson. So, so to that point, I think what's really going on here, and I think Crystal Ball said it really well, is that 9.9, 99.99% of people don't care. What this is is a really large distraction to actual issues and actual like injustices and civil rights issues that the community like sh- that 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 like the government and politicians should be dealing with, but mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to deal with this instead. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like I I don't think anyone I think so few people care. I mean the, the night it happened, I went to this event in Long Island to this like Hasidic, whatever like event with music and like lectures. Like no one there had any idea that any of this happened. I was sitting checking my phone for like six hours and I'm like, this doesn't matter to to most people who don't listen to the show or, or aren't on Twitter. Like, but, you know, in the hierarchy of where, you know, when we examine history and you start to see where did things go wrong? How did it end up at this point? Jordan Peterson has said things get bad one small step at a time, right? You put the thing in hot water, it jumps out the frog, but if you do it very gradually. So it is important on the macro yeah. to see where cultural norms start to tilt and say, if you start to give an inch on this sort of anti-free speech, anti-being able to share ideas openly, yeah. uh, the anti-forgiveness movement, the anti, you know, it's sort of this puritanical, yeah. when you uh, approach yeah. to running society, it does come from these places and you, and then it shouldn't surprise you when all of a sudden you find yourself in Canada shut down when you've let this wokeism right. poison everything. So it is important to point out, and it's not just a, a theater. I, I, I hear Crystal yeah. Ball's point that in the moment, in the, mac, in the micro, you're like, this is a distraction. But it is reflecting, I think, a really uh, deeper 
mm-hmm. problem yeah. in the discourse, in the body yeah. politic of where we're at. And it comes from really deep. Yeah. You know? I, uh, no, I, I totally hear that. By that the, words are uh, violence. Yeah. By the like, way, these these yeah. ideas are 1984-ish. Words are violence. What? I, I don't, but I don't think, I think Joe Rogan should stay on Spotify. I think his apology was good. And like, that's all it should be. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't think he should be like at mm-hmm. all punished for it at all. Um... I, but I, I also like Adam, I recommend Sam Adam Harris's Pearl, take on this yeah. he put out a podcast on it and it really something because well, he just wants Joe Rogan's power at this point no I know you think he's um, no, but, the, um, but it was really well said it was just it was yeah. basically like if you're if this is if the utterance of a word is what is causes this combination you can't you're not morally prepared yeah. to deal with the issue and let me guess he should be the one to decide which words are, are we're, we're allowed to say you really think it's after <laughs> power um, Sam you're welcome on the show anytime what was I gonna Michael say, what was I going to say now Oh no! Uh, no, we really can't figure this out. What were you gonna say? Um, I forgot. Now. Well, I'll take you through the trail. We said we got to this point, and then blah blah blah, and then Joe Rogan, and it's a distraction. His, uh, well, no, his apology was enough. And yeah, he I thought his apology be, was uh, enough. He, he should, should stay on yeah. Spotify, and maybe lo- that's it. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't remember what I was gonna say now. Um, but it it will obviously blow but, over. Oh yeah, no, no. Maybe what I was, was gonna say is, I don't think it's a good feeling when it comes back. Um, as Adam Carolla says, like people like to use a slippery slope argument mm-hmm. a lot. I don't think it's a slippery slope. I, I think there's one word in America, and and that's it. And like we don't have to worry about like, well, if we let him say this, if if we don't let him get away with this, then you know the whole thing. But like I, I think when it comes to this word, it's just a different thing. And like not not so with transgender and like I, I I'm not taking it there. I just I think like this word specifically, like let's just like accept it and move on. Like, mm. and don't be surprised when in Canada they pass hate speech laws that subject you to criminal punishment. That's if what you... I'm saying. I don't. I don't think <laughs> when it, that's when, the when... slippery slope argument. But I. But that's what happened. I would be surprised because I don't. Because I don't think there. You don't think in, in America it'll happen. In America, saying. with policing that word, I, I don't. I don't think it, it leads into. I don't think it bleeds into other things. It's not really about policing that word per se. No, but that, it is the, about policing that word per se. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but on what grounds? Don't you think it, I think on it has... On the grounds that it's that word. I'm not saying we should all... I'm not encouraging the use of it casually, but I'm saying what the argument really is about is understanding and appreciating and valuing context. Conversation. It's not. I'm saying it's not. It like, is. It really is. And I'm just saying it's not. Because you have to make a determination and, and explain why his use of the word in those scenarios is wrong, in a sense. Or as wrong as a racist person using it. I, I, I would, don't I you would think love it detracts? him to address it. I would love him to have someone What I'm saying is don't you think it detracts it from the real, the real sin of, of using it in a pejorative context as a slur? How could they both be the same? And you start doing that, you you weaken. I think words, the same way you're saying, words have power. Said said casually, said casually, it is a slippery slope to saying it to saying it seriously. I think I think I think it is like. um, Look, here's an exercise. Here's an exercise. I know you to it being said in context. I know you're saying that this is just about that word, but here we go. Watch a quick exercise. You're not going to like this. Okay. Um. Okay, Holocaust. The Holocaust was a lie. There's this crazy guy in Britain who said the Holocaust was a lie. I uttered the word three times. One was sort of neutral. I just said the word but with no context. To, stop trying to compare it. You're trying to compare it to the Holocaust. I'm not comparing it to the Holocaust. I'm comparing context. And and the use of that word in we both. We can in- just stop this word right now because I'm I'm just saying this word is special and it's bizarre and strange and magical and can't be right. So I think can't the, be used. To I understand. Learn so about I think the else. thinking and justification behind that claim or that case to be made for the word is 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 damaging. Is bad. Is 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 intellectually immature under it's just a the, the fact that we can't when it does occur and come out in a, in a context of joe rogan or, or whoever using it what do you mean it's intellectually immature maybe it's maybe it's so intellectually sophisticated that it like that it maybe it, but it, to it, me, it transcends rationality to me i don't humanity. think you actually believe it i think you're confusing that with just saying yeah i get it if, if i'm not gonna I, I don't need to i have no desire to say the word and if it causes an emotional reaction i can just be accommodating to that i get that mm-hmm. um but but if I act, if I said it, not realizing or used it, reading a passage, you know that I don't mean anything by it. You would agree there. 
Yeah. And these yeah, people but, coming but, after Joe Rogan but, say but, no. But you can hold both truths that that I, I know Ami wasn't malicious when he said it. Yeah. And also he can agree he he shouldn't have said say it, it and he apologizes if he hurt anyone's feelings. Well, why can't they both be true? I, I I'm not advocating that Joe Rogan be punished for this. At of all. course you're not. Yeah. But what the opponents of Joe Rogan are saying is he's and you don't agree with that, that he's racist for saying no, it. No, yeah, I think that's or, crazy. Yeah, I know you do. I think we're actually more agreeing than we think. We, oh, yeah, we agree. You're, you're just saying, like, <laughs> I'm not making the case that it should be used casually either. I'm making the case that if you hear an instance where it is, it doesn't always mean the same thing and it shouldn't have a magical quality to it. Sure. Yeah, no, I agree. Without I, its yeah, context. No, I know that. I know that. But, you know, but the but, worst thing you could say does, to somebody, to, to a person of color, it. is that word. Obviously. Right. I, I'm not using, and I'm not saying that yeah. it's not that big a deal. I'm not trivializing yeah. the word when it's used in that context. Yeah. I'm. I'm putting in perspective, and I know I keep saying the same thing, that words so and language have to have context. Otherwise, they are meaningless in both scenarios. You're using should and shouldn't, and I'm using is and Or isn't. are. I mean, otherwise, we, we fail to communicate. We cannot communicate if we cannot understand words in their context. Otherwise, the three – I'm only using the example of the Holocaust not to equate the how charged the word Holocaust is with the N-word. I'm not. Clearly not because I've said the N-word and I said the actual word Holocaust. Clearly one is more racially charged than the other. It, it, it takes on a different category uh, or it has a different level of emotional chargedness. You know, um, that's not even a phrase, emotional chargedness. But clearly there's a difference yeah. in the way people respond to it emotionally. I get that. But I'm defending context in both scenarios when I said those three phrases about the Holocaust – each one meant something different, even though I used the word three times. You intellectually agree with me, and then you're just saying, emotionally, I can respect, you know, just, you know, whatever it is. But in this case, we're not talking about generally not using it. If Joe Rogan said, if Joe Rogan had just said, look, I know it looks really bad, and I was pretty loose with the word, I was talking about the word. So obviously I wasn't saying the word, and I'm not racist, and ended it there. That's one thing, and I would have no issue with that. I think nine out of ten people would agree with that. Also. I would have no issue with yeah. that. He was saying at the time... And also, one thing Sam Harris, the point that Sam Harris made is you cannot apply the same cultural standards and norms of today to things of the past where cultural norms and standards, where when a word was acceptable to use and it didn't have connotations, people used it. And it wasn't even the N-word per se, but in other contexts, we used words in different ways sometimes, in different, you know... Um, historically and now we're applying a standard where it's fallen out of fashion to use a certain word and then we're applying things from 10 years ago today that doesn't make any sense cultural norms and yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about the n-word per se but anything that well, becomes acceptable it's, to it's, it's the thing i said with blackface where 20 years ago going to a college party in blackface clearly wasn't considered like racist or problematic that big of a problem because right. people did it yes yeah. exactly right my point is that if we look back 10 years ago and say it's wrong then in its historical context, when it wasn't, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, That's backwards thinking. Totally. Um, you know what's anyway. interesting? The, yeah. the Jewish community, maybe we could talk about this a little. The Jewish, you know, it would be really far-fetched for it to think of the, that the Jewish community would want people to stop saying Holocaust and instead say the H word because we want people to remember the Holocaust mm -hmm. as a lesson. Mm -hmm. Maybe the difference is that the Holocaust is something, well, that happens. You know, the black... Black people are still suffering in America in a lot of ways, so they they can't really be compared. But Jews are still suffering all around the world, mm -hmm. also. So it's it's just a, it's a, it's an interesting attitude the Jewish community takes of like sort of totally free expression in order to 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 learn from it as opposed to censorship. Well, when Whoopi was sloppy with it, they, they you know she <laughs> right yeah but right but yeah but then they uh, it came doesn't out mean it's not a sensitive they, issue they, to they get right yeah yeah. yeah. I'm not even talking about the ideas surrounding a specifically charged issue. I'm talking about the use of a word. I'm defending context. That's really what I'm defending. Not the use of the word, casually, un not casually. Obviously, intentionally is the worst manifestation of it, and it should be condemned when it's used intentionally. Michael Richards on stage trying to insult people using that word deserves the condemnation, you know? And that's the context. There's Bad word. <laughs> I forgot who said this. But he they said, say. oh, you see, it shocks you. He was trying to like backtrack in the moment, but he yeah. just kept doubling down. And it was horrific to watch. That's one context. Yeah. He's using it with the intention to hurt people yeah, I, I, <laughs> to the max effort. And he's like, and he still kind of hasn't recovered from it. Yeah. And, and Joe Rogan's case. The subject matters. Who's saying it matters? The context matters. That's how language. You can't separate according, context from language. That's what I'm you, saying. According to you. Um, I don't think that's according to me. And I think if you think about it any other way, then then it's like an axiom of language. It falls apart. If language doesn't have context, then what the hell are we talking if, about? What what if there was a word in your personal life? Let, There's a let, lot of offensive words out there. Yeah. If you said 
If I, if I called a, a woman on the street, hey, what's up, bimbo? And I said that, it would be like, that's disgusting. What are you doing? But if I said, oh my God, this guy was an asshole on the street. He called this girl a bimbo. I'm not the guy, you know, we yeah, know the difference. I that. What, what, <laughs> but what, I said bimbo both times. It's not equally the same. Yeah. What would have to happen to you for there to be one word that just totally destroyed you? Is, is there anything in your life where there's one word that just triggers like a collapse? You don't even, I'm just trying to think about that. I don't know. Like I don't... one person's name or one event. Like, one person's name that wouldn't like a, be fair that wouldn't be fair to demand no one can say a certain name around me <laughs> a nickname you were given in camp pee pee pants does well, that hurt you pee pee pants why because I pissed my pants in camp yeah I didn't piss my pants in camp no. really but if I did <laughs> and everyone calls you pee pee pants you're 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 falling off the rails so Michael I'm <laughs> rails on what you're trying to what whatever point you're trying to make I don't know I'm just curious I'm just I'm, I'm curious what emotional reaction is there an equivalent in my life, or something I could relate to. You're yeah, someone to you relate. could relate to, yeah. Um, Big leader. <laughs> I would just say, hell yeah. <laughs> um, Gary Goldman has a joke about that, where Dunkin' Donuts had like, hey, bagel leaders, free bagels on Sundays. And he went, wow, we're just being anti-Semitic in the open now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no, uh, look. You're doing the humane thing, which is trying to get me to understand how um, some uh, a person I, of I, color would react. I know you that I can't possibly. That. I, understand. I understand that. Yeah, I do understand yeah. that, but I really, I don't think that changes the point I'm making about context. That's all. Totally. Yeah. And you agree there too. I I, I agree, but, that it the, but I just have a different attitude about it about about this specific instance. But again, I'm not going to say now. I can go out and use this word casually because I know what I mean by it. I know. Um, and even Joe was like, yeah. But when he went, he went too far when he started saying that it was, you know. Also, in, in my obsessive compulsive mind, also when you tell me not to use a word, like maybe everyone's like this, but like I'm, I like compulsively want to say it. So like I, I also understand the the weight of censoring something is mm -hmm. like is it, it the forbidden it, fruit? Kind yeah, of it can make it much worse because right. that's all you think about. Like don't don't say it. And don't like say it, you said to the crystal ball point. Doesn't it really ultimately the worst thing it can do is create a massive distraction from what's from real problems to deal with? Yeah. If people actually cared about the African American community, there are other problems. Th th this Joe Rogan is not the is yeah. not what's standing in the way of Black progress in the United States. Yeah. It, it, that's that's another point that Sam Harris made in his argument. He's not the problem. He could, right. could, there couldn't be anyone who is less of a problem right. for the Black community than with, Joe Rogan, and with. that's what matters. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. that's yeah. what's consequential. Yeah, like you're saying, this video is out there now, and it's totally destructive. I, I think there are worse. There probably are worse problems than Joe Rogan's casual use and sloppy use of the word. Right. I, I think the 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 whole cultural conversation probably took a step backwards mm -hmm. after that video, not like a step forwards. Like I, I don't think that helped. Is help? It's not. It hasn't helped anyone, and it won't help anybody. Yeah. I, and and it's uh, it's kind of a shame to see. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, so that's that topic. That's that topic that we had to cover and throw an emergency press conference here today. Yeah. Anything you want to say about the day Portnoy going up against those guys? Oh no, I don't. I don't even. I just saw that it happened. Mm -hmm. I don't really even know. Did he just like uh, pick that? Did he just pick a fight with these guys? My understanding this is, is the they are called the Midas thing. Touch. It's a Twitter account, yeah. and they've got to give some like background for it. There's a Twitter account it. out there called the Midas Touch. I discovered them yesterday. It's not just a Twitter account. It's a company, a media company. It's a, like a political consulting company that makes viral sure. videos. Sure, and there's news. another one called Patriot Takes, I believe. Mm -hmm. Now, I think Patriot Takes is the one who put this video out. Where there, everyone's trying to get to the bottom. Where did this come from? It was Andrew Schultz said tweeted a thread. This compilation video. Yeah, this compilation. Where did it come from? Who put this together? So a lot of the allies of Rogan are like, you know, rallying around him and, and Andrew Schultz started this thread. This is according to Portnoy how he discovered it. Who is at the who is behind this? Is there a corporate interest behind this? You would enjoy this. Like is there some like who are the corporate interests behind this? Yeah. yeah. So he basically discovered Midas Touch and Patriot Takes and Patriot Takes lists Midas Touch as a partner on their Twitter. It's like the first thing they write. Midas Touch, you go to them, Patriot Takes, it says, partnered with Midas Touch. Um, and Dave Portnoy said, this video of Rogan looks surprisingly like the one hit piece they tried to get on me for saying the N-word. Uh, you know, he something came out about him. It was cut exactly the same way. It's the same group behind it who hit me. So I have to assume, I can assume by the evidence, that, you know, the, these are the same guys behind and it. Dave so he made the, sort of this uh, accusation. He's the CEO of Barstool. CEO of Barstool Sports. Um, 
he made this accusation at Midas Touch, yeah. and then something led him to actually be on their show for a live stream Zoom call with the, with them, where they go at it, you know, and they're claiming we had nothing to do with this. Yes, they're listed as a partner, but you know they're their own company, Patriot Takes, who put out this video. We do compliance for them. We do uh, consulting for them. Yes, we agree with a lot of their views. We also disagree with a lot of their views. You know, they're playing this professional response yeah. game. And then there's a moment in the video because they're like any use of this word casually is 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 wrong is equally wrong it should never be used casually. well i actually have okay so i hate to do this but i actually have definitive proof that one of you guys used this in a conversation in 2014 casually well that is a lie and we all know that's a lie he's like oh you really think i would lie about that you really think i would lie about that okay um does anybody have anybody here in this group have a fiance named lexi somebody sent it to me and they, and they go oh, oh so so oh, so lexi so that proves something what, what is that what is that they're getting like, yeah. he's like, oh, okay. So in 2014, somebody, uh, is that not connected to somebody here? Is Lexi not the fiance of somebody here? Is this Tim Dillon now or they porn? <laughs> no, no, it's a porn. Why am I slipping in? Somebody bit. here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, they're similar, but one is more like Boston, you're not. Socks got rocked. Yeah, yeah. He's like, is, is that not? He's like, Lexi happens to be the youngest brother of the group. I think it's three brothers. It's his fiance, but his face. Three brothers? Yeah, his face in the Mightiest Touch, one of these guys goes, and it, what it, what it was, the amazing part about the moment was everyone's got these skeletons in their closet. Yeah. We've all said fucked up shit. So be very careful when you go down this road. Yeah. Everybody says a lot of fucked up shit they don't mean. And joking around is a very loose, dangerous game yeah. in this world of wokeism. People say fucked up shit. Sure. And, and part of the defense of Rogan is like, yeah, you say fucked up shit. You don't always mean yeah. it because the person who's saying it matters and what they mean matters. And if they said, oh, that was fucked up. I shouldn't have said that. Words come out. You can't take them back. And this kid, you can tell, just like it's very quiet the rest of the year. <laughs> He's just like... And it's like, I happen to have it. I'm not going to say it, but it's here. I have it. Definitive proof. Somebody sent it to me. Is somebody here not engaged to a girl named Lexi and used the N-word casually in a conversation with her? And, and there's a moment there where things, just for a moment, it's not as satisfying as I wanted it to be. Yeah. But he made a good point. It's like, he who cast the first stone, that he was without sin, cast the first yeah. stone. It's like, be very careful when you go to, because now everyone's turning on each other. And this whole thing, the reason that this whole scandal around Rogan was so consuming is people start throwing up racist videos of The Rock Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who supported Rogan, then backed off. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah? And he's doing a Chinese accent, and they throw up a video of him from a wrestling thing, which is a scripted bit at yeah. the time, and people thought it was funny at the time. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. It's like the kindergarten turned in on itself. The, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the it's first, just like, this is the implosion of <laughs> online civil society. <laughs> the first thing I thought when I, uh, when I saw the news was like, oh, they got him. <laughs> like 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 the misinformation thing only went so far now they got them and mm. like it, it felt like this build up yeah they were trying this didn't work we'll yeah. try this this doesn't work we'll try this so remember in episode 14 when we s summed up the epic cinematic closing of this whole saga yeah. and joe rogan takes a kill shot yeah. to the leg so to me it wasn't a kill shot but it was like they couldn't get him and ah Someone got Rogan in the leg, yeah. you know. Ah, but then he stood up from his and is limping, but he's walking away yeah. from it. The, well, the beautiful thing about it is, like, is Spotify is just so baldly capitalist about it, and like, and like, not really, of, kind of a beautiful way. They I pulled mean, episodes and stuff. People are now they, like, they, they, they if they were where they were on the misinformation campaign, I'd say I'd agree with you. Yeah. But they're getting, they're getting, you know, sucked yeah. into it. I think the kill shot is on Spotify. The fact that they pulled, they pulled like episodes with Chris D'Elia and Joey Diaz and right. all these other Wait, people. So Crystal and Cigar going to some, it, it, they didn't just the Saudi up, Arabia thing. Yeah. 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 Kyle, Kyle, yeah. Kalinske. which is also capitalist, which is like nice to see, like, you know, where Spotify stands, You're like as long as he's making us money, which, um, I heard is he's every episode of Joe Rogan experience is the equivalent of a Taylor Swift album drop. Right on the first day of its release, wow. he makes them a lot of money. Right, and and it's just like as long as he's making us money, we're pretty much it, gonna stand. It's by satisfying him. <laughs> to see him say, "I don't think silencing Joe is the answer." Yeah, yeah. Where he's taking a moral position, but yeah. he's not. Meanwhile, um, like buckle up, yeah, we'll silence them. Uh, yeah, we'll silence them too. By the way, I st we stand with Joe Rogan. Should he, if he if he has us on the podcast, we a hundred percent stand with him. Yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> <laughs> did you see, did you see Tim Dillon's like? Joe, I am so jealous yeah. of this man. Yeah. I am so jealous. What do I, have to, what do? Do I have to do? I will. I will say cancer is a hoax. <laughs> the attention this man gets. Oh, I will say cancer isn't real. Is that what you want? I'll say it. I will. Okay. It was such a funny take. Oh man. Um, yeah. Um, he has a way of being so brutally honest, but also joking. I don't get it. Well, it's, he, pl he plays his, a character. Which I know, is but so his brilliant, brilliance too. is he says something that's like. 
Yeah. So it, it, it presents yeah. as this honest. Uh, it's yeah. the character, yeah. but it's so consistently it's honest yeah. and joking yeah. and not serious. And that's it, very funny. And it's that's very hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's very unique to him. Yeah. Honest, he, unserious. He hits the point of like the thing. Louis C.K. Is, is, does this also the thing that you think but don't say out loud. Yeah, he's so good at hitting that. Louis C.K. Do you remember his whole uh, his whole bit on the N word? Yes, brilliant. Wild. He's like he's already canceled, so there's nothing else. No, to but do it's to him. a brilliant <laughs> bit. And in that context, you would agree with me that it's not he's not subject to moral condemnation. He's making a point and he's talking and he's using the word in it. That's the whole thing. And he was in like a round table with Chris Rock, who was like, yo, this he's got balls. And he says what he's he's not hurt by it. The only person who could really know. answer the question, you're claiming to say, I want to have sympathy and grace for people who say they might be really hurt by this. We would and I'd like to, to talk to, to people someone. and yeah, we'd too. like to talk to uh, uh, people of color, black people who we could ask. Yeah. That's the only way to really know. From their, from a subjective perspective, how to how it affects individual people, yeah, yeah, yeah. not the community. It's like, well, that's a place of, of our like white detachment from this community too. Yeah, right, we, right. So, so we didn't grow up right, and and in and, this world. and absent that, I would love for Joe Rogan to have someone on and talk about it. So at least I could listen to someone else's conversation. Um, sure, yeah, because if if this entire conversation is 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 seemingly yeah. from the the what 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 people on the more left of center or woke side are claiming to be protecting a specific yeah. community. What about hearing from them themselves, like what they if, need if or like how it affects them as opposed to giving them, giving white woke liberals a cause to feel virtuous to signal. Yeah. If Joe Rogan's serious about his mission of, of just having open conversations about things he's curious about, I wonder why he's, he's just not having a guest on to talk about this directly. Um, unless he's not curious about it. Maybe he doesn't really – he's like, I learned my lesson and I'm over it and I just want to talk about Atlantis. Right, right. I, I wonder that other why, guest he had on? <laughs> yeah, which, which I listened to the episode. It was mm -hmm. really fun and interesting. And I think the idea of so moving on him. is a good thing. And also you may be lending too much concession by your actions to say I need a – I need. it's like when, when no, Bill Maher fell no, into no, this no, trap no, and but, then had, but, um, but we established had a Michael Eric Dyson on his show to like do a whole excavation of, of his – you know, you know. Yeah. No, I mean it, it, it could be done really cornily and, and awfully, but it, it could be done well. Even well, because like he doesn't have to do anything. He only has people he's interested in. He's obviously this is what he's dealing with hour to hour now. Probably I assume maybe not. Maybe just with his kids and wife and hanging out by mm -hmm. his pool. But I imagine it's kind of a big deal in his life. He should like get in the studio and talk about it. Just like everything else, he talks about MMA. He talks about like the vaccine. As an event, it. it's so cataclysmic in a sense, media-wise for sure. Like this is such a firestorm. Be interesting. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's more that I wonder if this the reason he might not do that or do that is because. It's impossible for Joe to have like tokenism on his show because he's actually legitimately friends so you don't, with Chappelle and Donnell so Rawlings and all these people. Don't do it tokenly. Who, you don't have to do it tokenly. What I'm saying is if he does it at the timing in this way, it's like, okay, hey, Dave, can you come on my show so that you can be the, the rep, you know, to make me look good? It, it, it would risk maybe seeming that I way. Hear that. I his hear motivation that. would be... Dave's like my one of my closest friends and colleagues. So I don't need you to come on to make me look, and it's a weird have favor. Dave Portnoy come on to explain it. <laughs> Whatever it may be, but do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, it I, risks I looking like right. signaling like that. It would be so obviously the reason for doing that would not be. Oh, I want to talk to Shabelle. Have, have Indiari on. That would be an event. I really think <laughs> he should have Whoopi on and break the internet. Yeah, that'd be good. Two subjects of massive public scandal in the censorship yeah. vein. You know, Joe, this is crazy. And then what's Rose happening to us is crazy. And then Roseanne comes in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Whoopi, what's going on? Louie, you stop by? <laughs> that would break the <laughs> that internet. Would be awesome. And the end, Neil Young says, I think I was drunk. Oh, then Neil Young comes. <laughs> I think I was high, Joe. <laughs> oh, you're Joe Rogan? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh man, I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! I was I was talking about Howie Mandel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're great, man. Oh, I love you, dude. That could totally happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be epic if everybody was cool enough. Yeah, especially because Whoopi, at her core, used to be like a comic. She's yeah. a comic. If I was the head, so of so comics have a bond. Yeah. Wouldn't that be an epic episode? And she could explain it. I'd like to hear what she's thinking. Whoopi, well, tell me who's behind the view. <laughs> Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, who, who invited this guy? Come on, Joe. Man's inhumanity to man. We are neither man nor lizard at this point. You know how Joe Rogan has in the beginning of his episode those audio clips? Joe Rogan by day, podcast yeah. by night. We should have man's inhumanity to man. <laughs> oh my God, you're lizard people. Okay, folks. We should just have our favorite snippets yeah, of audio from the podcast world. That's really funny. I'm so jealous of this man. Man's inhumanity yeah. to man. Well, have you seen any of Cigars? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, last yeah. thing. Tell me that in a minute.
But when they put that list of right wingers versus left wingers, on somebody compiled the list to show how uneven Joe Rogan is. Half the and they listed oh, all the right wing guests no, and the left wing guests are like this big. The right wing guests are this big. But Russell Brand is on the right wing guest. It's oh, so ridiculous. Weird. They put all these people as right wingers. Tim Dillon's on the right wing guest. He's and he tweets at the guy. I believe in reptilian lizard people that are living beneath us, sucking our souls. <laughs> Didn't know that was a Republican talking point. Something funny like that. He got an email saying, hey, Tim, like I'm doing a, a story for like some British paper. He saw it and he's yeah. like, uh, I want to talk to you about Joe. He's like, I believe Joe died five years ago. What you see now is a body double. Happy to talk about him anytime. <laughs> he's always he's always committed. What were you saying about so Crystal? So funny. Oh, so Cigar. Well, I know just, just talking about like uh, the crazy people on the internet. So, I, I don't know when this happened, but Cigar's monologues now. I what he's saying is not crazy, but he sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory during his theorist during his monologues. Now someone's got to like tone that down because you can't share it. He uses the word billionaire mm-hmm. and elite and like secretive. And Why like, is that? Why do you think that is? I think oh right. So I think it's because, like I was saying last time mm-hmm. on on about Joe Rogan, um, it's not it's not because he's a bad person, but he's human. He's in his late 20s. He just left his like job to start his own media company. That was a huge success basically overnight. Um, and I think he's a little bit high in his own supply mm. uh, where he's like, I'm Cigar. I know what I'm doing. My instincts are good. Um, I know what my audience wants. And like, and I found this amazing audience. I'm the one who's telling them the truth. I'm the only one who's, who's willing to cover it. And I'm going to keep giving them what they want. And he sort of slipped into something besides where he's not, like, checking his a own A caricature biases. of himself. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to do something I really don't want to do. Really don't want to do. I'm going to enjoy this. No, I'm going to shit my pants here on the couch. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you narrowly, mm-hmm. narrowly, on the point you made last week about Rogan, in a sense, and the point you made about Cigar, only in the narrow and both general sense that with huge amounts of success, not that it can necessarily corrupt you, but you can lose sight of of your authentic self because now you've created a persona of yourself, an avatar of yourself that's a public image of yourself that you could risk copycatting to maintain it. And you can lose your original sense of what drove you to certain views or opinions or perspectives because you want to, it's tempting to remain consistent with the persona you've created that has resonated and been successful with fans. I know creatively... People run into this issue all the time, including me. You do something and you're like, oh, wow, that really works. So you just almost want to risk copying yourself and you lose your sense of self a little bit. That can happen and you have to work hard against that. A lot of people test that. You said Pete Holmes has said something. Yeah, he has his line of choose your persona wisely because right. you're going to be playing that character for a long time. Right. There's this joke about TikTok. Whatever video. How, so how do you make it on TikTok? Well, you make a bunch of videos and the one that goes viral, that's you. Mm-hmm. That's you forever now. You have to do that. That's the joke where you have to challenge yourself to creatively and in the sense that what Sagar does is creative work. He's putting these ideas out there. Totally, yeah. And I don't, I don't, I'm not immediately skeptical. I don't default to being skeptical, but you have to always, that's the challenge of having a public persona is making sure you're not copying yourself and you're staying in touch. And at the end of the day, all you can do is judge the output. Now you're saying the output is starting to feel a little questionable. Yeah, well, he, I mean. Or either the truth is getting weirder or he's getting more conspiratorial. I don't think I, – I think – so th- that's the thing. I, I, I don't think he's getting more conspiratorial. I think in his language choices, you see he sees what works. Mm-hmm. He sees what gets the views. And and I know they have this whole – You're ascribing motive though where there isn't necessarily one, but you're using I, that I, gut. I am. Well, yeah, I'm just following the pattern. Mm-hmm. I'm following the pattern. I'm following the pattern. And, and as a viewer who really reps them really hard, it's frustrating because they have these segments sometimes. Like with Joe Rogan, they had this whole segment on on Midas Touch and, and who's really behind this sort of compilation that's how you video. find out about Midas Touch. And, and I, I want to send it to that person who you were arguing with about, about the whole controversy, but I couldn't send it to her because he sounds like a nutcase in it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm look even worse if i share this oh interesting um, he talks about how like um like there's an organization and guess who's in it billionaires and elites including the washed up actress um bet midler and i'm like what, what are you why are you taking a shot at bet midler like what Hoc- is this? hocus pocus was a phenomenal film phenomenal movie phenomenal she's a national they're treasure. making a new one a jewish actress yes and it won't be careful i don't if you use the word jewish in the wrong context the j word the j- <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> do you have to do this again? Um, in any event, um, yeah, I just think um, you have to be careful with that persona. You know, I was yeah. watching when I was watching Jordan Peterson live last week. 
they asked him about Trudeau. What are your real thoughts on Trudeau? What what motivates Trudeau? And he said the most damning line. It just silenced the crowd. He goes, you know, he's pure persona. It's all persona. It's chilling. And nothing else. Yeah. In other words, I just left it at that. Pure, he's all persona, nothing else. Yeah. And that's interesting, I thought. Yeah. You know. It's a very, like, stop you in your tracks, shut up moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 And it was like, well, you said something funny about that, too, with the uh, audience. Oh, yeah. He says pure persona, the whole audience in unison, in unison goes, pure persona. <laughs> like the minions. <laughs> oh, yeah, dama, get that good. Pure persona. Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Yeah, he is, yeah. and uh, people had a big their crush on him when he first came out into yeah. the into he's the like public. A young rising star, but handsome. it's just you know what he's saying about these truckers in Iowa. Have you seen any of that coverage? It's ridiculous. No, I I'm mean, not really familiar with so it. So he comes out uh, and addresses Parliament. There are a few individuals. There's fifty thousand truckers that have marched on Ottawa, and he calls them a few individuals. And it's amazing to me that. When it's a protest about something you don't politically align with, it becomes this disruptive, bigoted, hateful event. And when it's something you do align with, it's this virtuous, patriotic thing. And and both sides are guilty of that, of course. But I think the nature of the protest and how the protesters demonstrate themselves and behave is what makes all the difference. So if you smear them as bigots when the majority of them are are actually being peaceful and cleaning up the streets and monuments and there's giving out free food and all of these things, and yet you do that, you know, the narrative starts to crack. I'm having crazy deja vu. I'm sorry. I know, I know. <laughs> we may have had half the podcast uh, accidentally erased, and we're we're semi redoing it. But we're not, yeah. we, we, we can no. talk about the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. We do it every week. It's true. It's no different than whatever. That's true. Um, but anyway, that was a damning thing of 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 Trudeau. And, yeah, pure uh, persona yeah. is and a I think, line. That, that's the kind of line you want to save in your back pocket for yes. like an argument with someone. You 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 uh, are pure I, persona. Ooh. <laughs> Patrice O'Neill would do that all the time. Yeah. Oh my God. When you would watch him, like he could do that. He could like hit with a line. Yeah. Uh, Say something attached to what he just said. Yeah. Oh. He had a, I would I, love to hear him in this context with the Rogan thing because yeah. I saw a comment on Instagram where somebody was writing in a thread, oh, "Where is Patrice? We need Patrice yeah. right now to just cut through this bullshit. Yeah. Like all the bullshit that's been going on around right. Rogan. We need Patrice." And you had said something off camera mm. about um, some comedians are funny because they expose the truth. Some comedians are funny because they strip away the bullshit. Yeah, some comedians are funny because they're highlighting truisms, and some of those truisms are more are more serious than others. Like a Jim Gaffigan, who I love, you know, I appreciate his comedy. He's a great writer, and he's talking about, like, family and marriage and stuff, and then other ones are calling bullshit, right. you know? They're yeah. either highlighting the truth, and we all find that. They find the funny in the truth, and others yeah. find the funny in calling the bullshit. Yeah. Which is why Tim Dillon's response might have been so on point. because. Of of I am so jealous of the attention J- Joe Rogan's getting because there is an element of this of just like it's it's pure news cycle mm-hmm. and it's really not a substantial case against anybody or anything. Right. It's it's just like this weird attentiony thing. Right. Um, and that that's what he kind of strips away. I saw Jordan Peterson on a podcast. He was asked like, "What do you think is going to happen here with Spotify? Do you think they're going to dump?" He was like, "Well, they would be, you know, because they are profit driven." He's like, "I hope they are profit driven, you know, because what happens here? I've been in it before, you know, and what happens is the heat gets turned up, and it's unpleasant, and you're in the desert, and it's not pleasant. It's not. Then it goes away, and then you find yourself with double the following and double the support that you had before. So they take a stock dip, and if they were smart, they wait out the storm, and then what happens is the truth prevails, and right. all of these people come right. and support Spotify and Rogan. B- and by the way, I was thinking um, when they signed Joe Rogan, they did it because they needed to equate Spotify with podcasts. That mm-hmm. that was the investment, and I think it created billions and billions of dollars in, in stock price. An enormous success. Yeah. All you hear is Spotify podcasts, Spotify podcasts. A huge. I I can't imagine that in the boardroom they're not saying like, "Well, Eck done. walks in. Spotify. Well, you know, I'm yeah. Swedish and I'm a boss man. It's just like, <laughs> yes, yes. It's a Rogan video compilation. It's working. <laughs> I'm making him a German villain, but he's Swedish. No, exactly. Whatever. No, it's you're a, totally right. Yeah. No, I I and and yeah, that's. I, for sure, they're wow. happy about this. I can't imagine that. That's not being a great happy point. Yeah. Spotify is now for a hundred million dollars. The only and thing all the musicians think left. About. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't. They lose money on some on, on 
I don't know. I don't, this might not be true anymore. I think they lose money per song that's played because mm. of licensing deals. They mm. make money per podcast that's played. That's interesting. I don't know the business financials behind it. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But that's interesting. They are now perceived, yeah. perception, public-wise. Everyone says, oh, Spotify. You mean the podcasting yeah. platform. And, and, and if they stick with it, not only do you have podcast listeners, Michael? you have... Yes. You, you have people who go, oh, Spotify defends the truth. First of all, here's what I'm going to theorize. This is one of your gut instincts that just okay. channeled in me. They released the compilation video. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be it. Yeah. They did this to galvanize and monopolize the attention and create the idea that Spotify is the number one hosting podcast platform in the universe. Sometimes you get lucky, but sometimes. So they you sat make with Joe. They luck. said, Joe, listen. We're going to do this. You're going to apologize, and we will be... He's like, fuck it, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to do it right now? He's like, I'll play along. Sounds fun. <laughs> Joe's a fucking savage. He did it. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. That's episode 17. 17, Part maybe. two, part two, part two. Well done, Mikey. Yeah. We'll take it next week. Maybe we'll roll this into next week, too. This was an emergency press conference conference podcast. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but that's episode 17, and I think it was fruitful. Yeah, I think we both came to a mutual understanding of how much we disagree with each other. I don't. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's episode 17. Thanks so much, Buckle everybody. Up, baby. Buckle up, baby. Bum, bum. When's that going to make it in there? Yeah.